Face like from my surgery to for us leaving town to now jib, jib leaving you know, to for a bit, yeah. So 2016 has been like this, man. 2016 has been extreme, bro. For me, it was like you know, like my heroes died this year. Like Muhammad Ali died this year. Yeah. I wonder if it's gonna slow down from here on, though. I mean, I I think 2017 is going to be even wilder. Knuckle up, gentlemen. Knuckle up. (laughs) Urban life. Neighborhood banter. Pull up a seat and pass the time. The Dukkan Show, hosted by O.T., Tuflis, Irshad, and Reem. Welcome to the tribe. You know this is our first episode of 2017? This one? This one. This one is our first episode. Is it going to be? This is, yeah. Yeah. Oh, First episode of 2017. Here we are today, my friends. Full circle, son. And everybody's saying, what happened 2016? My God, I can't believe it. Uh, you know what? It was. A, <laughs> uh, I think Screw you, 2016, and it's a cartoon and a Facebook post. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, 2016 is not a person. It was a, <laughs> it was a time, and it may have been a difficult time for many. But I think you know, I don't know. I just I don't. I feel like it's all right. It's I had an okay year. You believe there's a balance in the ups and downs of it? I think that there always is, and I think that if you fo- whatever you focus on will grow. So if you go, 2016 was a fucking horrible year, it was so terrible, what do you think is going to happen? It's just going to be a horrible year. But you as an individual and you as an individual, yeah. how was 2016 for you? I know how it was for David Bowie and Prince <laughs> and all the guys. They I got know. 2016. They Everybody got 2016. Got 2016 <laughs> but did you get Hashtag. 2016? Hey no. man, I'm here, so I didn't You're get 2016. <laughs> no, but okay, in another way, um, like anything in your life, nothing, yeah, right? Yeah, but it's, it's what I keep saying. It's a roller coaster, right? So as much as there were ups, there were downs. It was fair play for me. In my personal life, I think it was fair play. Yeah, because there's the kidney thing. Yeah. And then and that's done. You got a new kidney this year. I got year. a new kidney. Like, you kidding me? Like, bruh. And more then organs up in here. And then Dukan <laughs> and... <laughs> Four new kidneys, son. <laughs> like, Dukan took off, which is, like, such a wonderful gift in our lives. Yeah. Um, moving forward. Uh, and Reem, yeah. for you, like, what... Man, what a, it's what an amazing year it's been. It's been a year... Well, I, I lost a few people close to me. I lost, um, you know, um, my... I guess my grandmother-in-law, if you will. Omar's grandmother. Oh, yeah. We lost her this year. 
Um, yeah, may she rest in peace. And when she passed away, like a whole library burned to the ground. You know right. what I mean? Um, of wisdom and of, of of knowledge and of love. That's a powerful way of saying it. Yeah, like man. That. That's exactly how we felt yeah, about it. But at the same time, it says something. It does. That's how we felt. And so those th- there were some tough times this year. Um, obviously, in the business, business is one of those things which is. Uh, you no matter which there's no smooth sailing in any shape or form but what I know is this year I was uh, challenged and I was uh, my metal was tested I I come out of 2016 with a clear vision that I have to know who I am and stand for who I am so I feel quite emancipated in that sense because um, the year was a bit tough in some places so that forced me to hold ground and say no this is what I'm standing for and I think all of us had to do that and some of us buckled and some of us you know Um, but I can say that for the most part I look at my peers and we have stronger relationships at the end of this year you know what I mean and I look at myself and I feel more powerful than I felt in quite a while and I don't know um, why that is. It's just, it feels really good right now. I'm feeling really energetic and, you know, things, I take punches in the face every day. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Bulgaria was a tough one. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. Um, I felt so left out. Like, all of y'all bounced. Yeah, in, in the span of you one week, we all left our yeah. team. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yo, I'm going, got up I'm on going. And you're, you're out. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, but that was Odyssey. The Odyssey yeah. that was, and, and then we had Odyssey on the show. We had yeah. Narcy on the show. Yeah. We had, like, some amazing... We, we, it all started with us meeting. Oh my God, March, okay. March Please. at the links. It's true, go. and so, so Oti wants me to give him credit. <laughs> it was my birthday celebration. Oti wants me to give him credit for meeting meeting him, and you know, so and yes. I, well, I'll give credit where credit's due. I think that one of the greatest things of my year has been Dukan because it's been such a wonderful place go. for positivity and of you know clarity. We've we've had an opportunity to really tackle amazing issues and meet amazing people i think that's what's great about it and people coming up to us and saying the things that they say to us that's amazing to yeah me. when someone's like it really resonated when you guys said this i'm like great yeah. <laughs> you know you made it awesome. that far in yes <laughs> <laughs> you made it that far in the episode yeah. another yeah. another 40 minutes in another, <laughs> remaining in the minutes. episode yeah no but and i think that that's amazing you know you've had a challenging yeah. year agent to say the least. I don't know if it's challenging yet. Really? I've been, because I've been I've been just going with the flow of things. I haven't felt challenged. Really? No, I mean like even the like okay, what for me was what the leaving work and then okay, Dukan started and then the third thing was my dad's illness. As far as my dad's concerned that that's his challenge. I'm ju- I have to just be there to support, you know what I mean? Like I don't know. I don't feel it just yet. And I think maybe your challenge was at the beginning. Yeah, I have like, to agree with that. Maybe to you leaving your work, uh, quitting your job, and I mean uh, that's not an easy call. Like you, when was that? Back in April, May? Yeah, I think April. Right. Yeah. So it's, it was. Uh, so yours was a bit earlier in the year. Maybe. Damn, that feels like yesterday. But it's been a good. Uh, it's been good to step out of that for a while, free yeah. floating. Uh, but I'm eager to get into like more like something, work-wise, again. You know what I mean? Uh, but I want it to be on my own terms. It has to be. On I your don't want to go back to uh, after this. I don't think you can. No, man. 
Once you've tasted that, there's just no way. Once, <laughs> it, once that touches your lips, man, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're done. It's yeah, like Frank the Tank. You can't. Yeah, yeah. Like, why? Well, not even why. It's like how. how? The question then becomes how. Like, Be- because the how thing are is- you going to do this? If, you know, yeah, that's it's such a crazy question. For me, it's like, um, so what happens is when you start making choices, right? And then, remember, look, remember, one of our first episodes was about choices. And sh- yeah. So the thing is, to add on to that, is that you got to make ch- choices for your own joy, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, when you step into a house, the way you, ch- you choose to decorate it is for your own joy. Similarly, if I'm making music, I need to make music from a place of joy, mm-hmm. right? Before you start putting your art out there for people to receive, because that's for applause and validation, but if you if you're taking care of your own personal joy, everything else is just cherry on the freaking icing on the cake type of thing. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, totally. So it's that's the thing I'm leaving 2016 with going into 2017 because when I go to Sri Lanka, I'm gonna be ch- maybe ch- probably there'll be challenged to like yo, what are you doing? Get this, get a job, settle down, buy a house, type of sh- you know, like all this burden. But I have to put put push that back and say no, I'm gonna work where where I get joy I'm gonna do the hobbies that give me joy I'm gonna live a life of joy and that's a learning I've come from like observing my dad because I think he's a guy who'd like took the weight of life but forgot to take care of his joy understand what I'm trying to say yeah and they say sometimes illnesses come on to you when you don't protect that part of your life you know what I'm saying you just uh, the world becomes dark and like crap you know then it's the mental and emotional that your, your body doesn't know how to react to it. It ends up being a physical... Yeah, it comes out that yeah. way because you're not taking care of it. So every And then for somebody like him, everything is like a worry or a burden or like a problem. But when you stop and ask him why, it's clear there's no, there's no problem. And my yeah. mom always complains about that, you know, because he doesn't... He forgot how to have fun. The photo I showed you in, in the, the WhatsApp group, see his face. That face doesn't exist now. Your dad forgot how to have fun. I think? think he forgot how to, ha- how to have fun. Yeah, man. I think that that happens to people sometimes. You, you know, know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's maybe that generation of men. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think it's we our generation be, too. Yeah. Like if w- if you start seeking spiritual, like a more spiritual kind of um, understanding of yourself, there's many many different um, approaches. Say to look at life with a childlike wonder. Yeah. So to look at something with the way a kid would look at it, like, oh my God, yeah. and look at all the amazing... Be more like the kids. Be more like that. And one of the things that I love about, you know, the people that I surround myself with very closely is that they have this innate sense of childlike wonder. Yeah. So they're... Look at Sub. Like, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> exactly. No, all of them. Like, yeah. yeah, so that, that's something. And, and I uh, protect that and I nourish that and I encourage that because I think that there's true happiness there. Yes. A weird, you know, like the first time that I go and I look, the first time you experience something, we take for granted that it's the first time because we're adults and we've kind of been blunted a bit. Yeah. But if you really think about the first time that you taste a brand new food, like, mm. or the first time that you um, really hug somebody and you smell what they smell like, mm. or the first time that you yeah, all of those things are just what makes life amazing. And I think if right. we don't like seek those and be very present in the moments, I think that maybe your dad lost that smile because he wasn't present in the the moment. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? He's thinking about the bills, the kids, the whatever, the whatever, or maybe just like not and thinking. There's like a thing of I guess maybe not deserving because like 
I have to take care of them if I'm enjoying myself that means that's not helping them for whatever rationale it's like you know a I mean? self guilt yeah. a self imposed guilt it's not just him like I like um, a friend of mine like the one I was talk, talk, talking about uh, win, wins a couple of awards but it's not great mm. that's the type of person that goes through life goal setting has a list of goals end of the year I want to accomplish this yeah bucket list The whole, whole li- your whole life's a bucket list not, nothing wrong with that yeah. keep stuff to accomplish yeah but like if your life is just a series of milestones yeah What's the freaking point? You know what well, I mean? Well, I think that I like having a bucket list because it gives me a sense of purpose to work towards. However, sure, um, yeah. when OT and I did that branding experience, experience <laughs> whatever that was called, practice, it was a workshop. He put me through a branding workshop, which I still haven't um, done, done anything, anything about. about it. <laughs> but thank you but for you your time. But you know what? The burden is off my shoulders. Can I, can I just <laughs> give you the wisdom that you gave me? I'll, I'll, throw, it, I'll throw it back because at least something came out of that. Right. Um, it was that you have to celebrate your victories. That's the part that's missing. Yeah. So we hit the bucket list, and then you make another one. But in between that, you're missing the you're well missing done. the victory, like the celebration of that. So I notice uh, amongst us, we always kind of tell each other when we've done something hot. You know what I yeah. mean? Like all of the. Do you notice? Go through our WhatsApps. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. gonna see it. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. We big each other up because we're we're it's silly, but I love. But that. that's a culture that started from the beginning itself. Yeah. maybe. Yeah. But and I think that that's an, an amazing thing to do because a lot of people don't do that, and inherently that's where you feel empty, right? Exactly. Where do you celebrate? You don't have to necessarily reward yourself with a big thing, yeah. but to sit there and say you did it. And you're amazing, and I can't believe you did it. It's amazing. It's like it's worthy, you know. True, but then okay. Um, so there's this thing of like outside approval, right? Mm. Which is somebody patting you on the back. Yeah, that might give you joy. Yeah. Well, I'm like, what if you can create your own joy? And what's that process like? You understand what I'm trying to say? But yeah, I, for that, I think it's. I think it's a conscious, uh, a conscious decision, like to self-evaluate. And decide where's the joy and where's the part. Like, okay, no, I need to improve here. Like, I feel like yeah. what's cool about us is that and it's something. It w- it wasn't something inherit inherited that we had. A, we kind of developed over time. And for me, maybe more recently, is that what happens is consciously you sit and try to evaluate what happened the past week, the past month, the past year, whatever. Yeah. And you try to see what went wrong and where were you wrong. Mm. Right, and at the same time, I think that's where the balance is because you also want to see what you did right, and kind of that's where you know your own pat okay. on the back. Like I know I did something great here; it was a change, and you know you celebrate it as much as you can. Mm-hmm. But then, okay, what did I do wrong? How can I fix that? How can I? Yeah. So that can be put that. into like a daily practice. I think it is sure. a daily practice, or if even like, um, like a review just before you yeah, go to bed. I'll show you my I'll show you my uh, bullet journal. I have a journal like that I use for everything. So it's the, that green book that I carry everywhere, uh, and in the corners I have I just write three bullet points with hearts about things like three things that were really good today. Nice. Um, and it's a very simple practice because I think if you make it like a big thing, it just doesn't work. I think you just need three kind of key points. And um, a good friend of mine from high school, Mavis, I went to, she, she did this. She had a calendar on her fridge. And every night after whatever, she would just write three things in the calendar. And then by the end of the year, she had a calendar of all the great things that happened that year. What? Do you get what I mean? Yeah, that's so crazy. I think and it, I think it's just like that small Can we call her and figure out what she had for 2016? <laughs> no. 
yeah, she's, in, she's yeah. in Australia. I think she's a doctor now. Yeah. Yo, hit her, hit yeah, that doctor lovely. up. Yeah, be like, yeah. But I think that practice. Yeah, I think that practice of, and then that's something why I, be, I believe very heavily in journaling. I believe that it's good to kind of. But I'm a writer as well. Like I like to write. I love mm. words. Um, but I believe you should do that to document the great things in your life. Yeah. Um, uh, as much as possible that's part of what and if you look at 2016 we've had many great things happen this year like in the grand scheme of the universe many wonderful things have happened this year but I think we just focus on the, the, the you know negative because it's on our news feeds yeah <coughs> and it just I think the um, the sense of guilt makes us want to see the negatives more uh, sense of guilt about what Survivor's guilt. Yeah, <laughs> we, exactly we didn't yeah. get 2016. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's, therefore, yeah, it's like I'm doing okay. If they're yeah, doing yeah. bad, oh, sh- to take on that pain because emotional intelligence, I have to empathize, and when you empathize, exactly. you take them. it's a vicious cycle. Yeah, man. and I think because of that, I think um, the joys or the little pieces of accomplishments here and there are rarely celebrated because of that. Um, it's just sensitive times, but I think the world's always been through sensitive times, and it kind of. It finds its way around it and, you know, light at the end of the tunnel type fight. I still think that the world has never been more prepped to have, where we have the most access to information. We have the most access to each other. We have the most intelligent young people coming out of the universities who have different ways of thinking than we've been taught. Um, I look at, look, you see the young kids that we're, I'm surrounded by and you guys see, they're brilliant. Look at the art they're making. Look at the. We tell them, okay, they're they're functioning in a world with social media, but they didn't make it. Mm. They're functioning within the environment they've been given. And what amazing people! Um, mm. I think that now more than ever, the ground is the ground. The fer- the soil is fertile to make to have the revolutions that we want, that we need to speak. You know, in places that we need. You want you want to have a platform that says something. You can make a blog. You can get your work. You can say something. You can rally your people together. You can find your tribe, and I think that is so important in this. You know, in this kind of 2017, in this era. You know, and everybody kind of marks this post-Trump era. They say as though that's the only kind of. Is that what they call it? People are saying the post-Trump era. Maybe it's part of. Uh, this is just me kind of philosoph- like philosophizing, but some. I I feel like. It, this must have been this has like strains or threads from the civil rights movement you know um, and I think that's just a part of us as humanity expressing ourselves and trying to find a balance you know I think Carlos said it when he was it was Carlos's episode I think where he'd mentioned that this is an equal oh no it was Narsi it's an equal an opposite reaction to um, a very left kind of yeah. approach yeah because Obama's a uh era was the very left, very left. Yeah, and then, so yeah. obviously in comparison moving in the, the right was a, was a reaction an equal and opposite reaction to that that's just so America though but then in in, in, in UK we're seeing it uh, Brexit you mean yeah um, as well, well yeah yeah I, I think look um, I think that the politics that defines us of this time in a year will not matter as heavily as it does now but what I'm what I do know is that I think we're on the cusp of major unbelievable innovation i think we're in the part we're in the middle on the upswing of amazing um uh technical revolution like a revolution in science and a revolution in industry that we're in its upswing so we don't even know that we're on we don't really uh, we know that there's something remarkable happening but we don't know what it is 
and um, I think that that tells me we're going to be alright like a perfect example you know look at the music that's rising in the charts in Canada like Narsi and Yasin and Tribe Called Red these guys are the resistance they're not you know they're the resistance they're speaking mm. and they're mass consumed they're across the nation across the across the across the continent that's amazing you know and there's more people like us in the media now when i we were look look at the videos that we were watching like i was growing up not seeing anybody like me you know now there are like different there not it's not it's still very white but there's more color there's mm. more women there's more people of different sexual orientations. I feel like we don't give our time enough credit, and we're too easy to kind of, um, kind of you know, bash it because obviously there's many things wrong with it. But I don't know, man. When I was growing up, half these things didn't exist. Uh, when you were growing up, half <laughs> these things didn't. Exist. Yeah, it didn't. You know, didn't. and so why why aren't we celebrating? Why are I, I we, don't know. You know. Why aren't we so? We were just at point. Seoul, where we had Arabs of all shapes and sizes expressing themselves, gender bending, um, you know, fashion that they've made by themselves. Why? Where was that ten years ago? No, that was this year, and it was amazing. You know, calligraphy, graffiti. Yeah, yeah, I, I get you. Three D printing. You know. But I think maybe it's the problem-solving nature of man. What do you mean? Because um, if the problem-solving nature of man, where's the problem? Let me solve it. Oh, it's that's working. Where's the next problem? You see what I'm trying to say? Ah, you mean that we're constantly hunting? Right. So you're you're feed, you're scrolling through whatever information source. Mm. Uh, where's the problem? That's the problem. Oh, let me think about that. Uh, there's a problem. Well, if everything's working, yeah, it's working as intended. Move to the next problem. Problem I solving nature. Yeah, I think, but I think that's part of how we've been able to create success. But I think that at a time, uh, what I think the world is yearning for now. When I say the world, I think the, I'm talking about my peers or the people that I know because I don't know the world. But what I think the world is yearning for is someone to say we're doing okay, like we're all right. But that's that's <laughs> what politicians for do. No, they don't. They fear monger because it keeps them in power. Well, when they're running for when they're running for election, they talk about this is doing well and this we're gonna fix that and this is that, right? Yes, but they also fuel. When I say they, it's a very difficult thing. But I say, I guess the the, the status quo is that in one hand, on one on one side of their mouth, a politician in uh you know in a first world country will say everything is cool because they want to stay in power right so um, these are all the great things we've done this is the things that are happening and then on the other side they continually fund a media that is completely biased towards them they still showcase things that are fearful creating a true sense in people that they are at war and that war eventually becomes a real war a personal war you know what I mean um, saying that the streets are not safe means that you have to rely on the government for their, for your safety saying that your children are not able to go play outside now you have to rely on the government even though in some places in Canada and in the US crime rates are dropping we're dropping mm. there's still this fear mongering you know and that serves a purpose. It serves to miseducate or undereducate so that the status quo remains. Okay, so you take the position that fear-mongering is for the status quo to remain in power. Yeah. Whereas I might be taking the position that 
saying that everything's hunky dory is for the status quo to remain in power. I completely, I completely see where you're coming from. I just feel like they don't say everything's hunky dory. I think they mm. say that we're at war, and I think they say that people are here to attack us and take us down. And they've targeted, they've shown their enemy, and their enemy kind of looks like us a bit. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, on paper, but then when uh, when I say their enemy, I mean uh, coded as the Arab Muslim man specifically. Mm. You know, and that's done through Hollywood. That's done through um, social media. That's done through the words that we say when we refer. We're, we're after nine eleven, the the demon was set. You know your scapegoat now, right? And what we do. As as people in the Arab world, is we should stand as power sources of dissent to say no. We are educated and we have a voice, and we are a voice that actually aligns very much with yours and your values. Um, but they're maybe not saying say, what I'm maybe, saying is that they're not saying everything's well, hunky dory. Maybe then we need to say here's what's going right with us. Absolutely, but that's and that's exactly right? what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying we should celebrate all the things that are going right with us. Yeah. Uh, more women in universities in the Arab world than we've seen ever before. Uh, more female entrepreneurs that have entered the arena with formidable, formidable success. Understood. But so uh, that's all true, right? But then there's always this: is the problem solving, problem problem solving nature of man is like to seek these out are going great. Yeah. Let's talk about the thing that's not going great. Otherwise, you, if we if we don't talk about what's if we don't talk about what's not going great, then we won't have a conversation about what's yeah, not going great. I get the I get the opposing views on it because like it's not an opposing view. I'm just saying there's yeah. a there's a there's a necessity for yeah. the other but thing as well. Because you have you're coming from as you're saying, it's the man's nature of problem solving. Whereas Reem has uh, a certain, but I'm not um, saying it's right or absolutely yeah, 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 no, because just, what she's I'm saying makes complete I'm sense as well. The, no, and I'm not she saying you're wrong. She has a romantic wrong. lens to things as well. I'm a no, forever no, optimist. I'm, not, I'm irritated. Yeah. I don't think romantic <laughs> is like in this enough, but it's yeah. I get what you're saying. You have to count it in light of what you said as well that you have to count it. Yeah. You have to count the good things. I count the good things because they keep me sane. So I'm saying now. Where does so then the discussion of what's wrong and this needs to be fixed? It still has to happen. I think that you have to have I that discussion. Have it's part of you. The, there's space for that discussion, but that can't be the primary discussion. It simply can't. Why? But it's the, the, what needs to be fixed is more urgent, right? Um, it yes, okay, it is urgent, but it's not more urgent. It's equally important to celebrate. I don't think it's more urgent to if you were truly at war. Okay, as in like if you were truly under attack, then celebrating the victories is an equal aggre- equally aggressive offense offensive move. You know what I mean? Because I think uh, but that's just me. It's a positive propaganda. Well, yeah, because like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I use the word but no, I don't Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I I'm trying you said it and I was like I actually yeah, that's correct. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um but that's what I'm saying is that it's not a binary or um action to again it, it doesn't it, it's not stagnation. If you decide to celebrate successes, success. That's and that's part of why I've I've I feel if we positively reinforce in the workplace when someone has done something right or when a friend does something amazing and you celebrate them, why not do that on mass? Why aren't we doing that on mass? Isn't it more powerful to do that on mass? I, I think. But it here's is. the thing: I think to say it's a balance of both. Yeah. You can't do one without the other. Yeah. And I, I think maybe that's where you gotta question it before you take it, mass. Because 
granted, yes, you should celebrate your victories and your little wins because that's what keeps you going. But then at the same time, if you do not correct whatever's gone wrong or the mistakes or the negativities or at least self-critique, uh, I think self-critique is very important before critiquing others. It's just all about self-critique. So then you have that balance of this is what I need to stop doing and that's what I need to keep doing because if you're only self-critiquing, then mentally you're in a very negative space. Very true. And you find yourself going into a trap. Yeah. And then on the flip side, then you're way too optimistic. You kind of start to lose sight of... Then you, 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 you get into hubris. Exactly. Yeah, well, right. I think... I think um, because no, no self-reflection, no humility. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just, I'm fantastic. But I think that's part of part of self-reflection. I, I think that it's a moot uh, it's a moot point. Anybody who wants to be successful has to look at themselves and say, "What do I need to fix?" But I think what I'm um, trying to advocate for is not to focus on the the part that says that you're constantly at w- like you're constantly broken. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you ne- we need to reframe the conversation to say, what is that, where can I get better versus what can I fix next? Because one assumes that you're perpetually broken and the other assumes that you're a work in progress. And I think that kind of... Um, and I'm speaking a bit hypocritically because this isn't something that I do every day. I know that this is the practice I'd like to get to, you mm. know. There are days when I beat the crap out of myself. And there are days when all I can see are the bad things that I've done. But speaking of New Year, New Me, New Year's resolutions. <laughs> we, had, we had a thing. <laughs> it was New Year, New Me. Uh, what new us? <laughs> no. Yeah. New year, new me. Anyways, when people say hashtag need, new year, We need to remember the third one. I, I don't know. I need to remember that third one. Oh, uh, no take backsies. <laughs> Is that what it, is? Yeah. it was new, new year, new me, uh, pull the trigger or something That's like it. that. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Because yeah. we said we, were, we will not but, be but, censored. <laughs> but they were, uh, what's it called? They, they were parallel. Like, they, yeah, it was yeah. a thing. Yeah, yeah. We had a statement. We had a I statement. Forgot I forgot about it. Anyways, okay. it was on our. it's in our WhatsApp somewhere. Well, okay, so... If the so there's there's the two sides, right? So there's the the, the critique side and the the action is to fix, yeah. right? Then there's the uh, celebration side. Yeah. What is the action that follows that? The action that follows that is obviously so you celebrate yeah. and then then it's not to fix, but then you go back, th- then self critique. So you celebrate and then you you reset. You start over. You go. You you set the new. So the, the celebration is the end of that process. Yeah, because I think I, if you remember, should be something more. The emptiness should be filled with the celebration. And uh, the celebration Arab desserts. Okay. The Arab <laughs> Which, by the way, I still want to debate in my life where I was conditioned to have dessert at the end of a meal. Like you know how we conclude the meal with a dessert. Because uh, sweet? S- sweet triggers the digestion process. Apparently, is this true? I, I, that's what I heard from an article. Because all I know is it we don't fact check. It's okay. We're we gonna go with what we're gonna go with what Jeff says. <laughs> but I can tell you what it triggers in me. But like binging and purging. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know who decided that dessert ends a meal. But I am very irritated because I've been socially like I am. Com- I do not feel like the meal is complete without something sweet. We yeah. do it all the time. Oh, that's in a Arabic problem. Culture, Bro, it's a yeah. problem. Yeah. In Arabic culture and Islam generally, you, um, traditionally you start with the fruits. Yeah, you start right. with or vegetables. You, with the, you no, start no, no. with vegetables. You start with the fruits. You start with what's sweet. A date. Yeah. Or you start dates. with a date. Yeah. Because then, um, really. 
Yeah, yeah, because then it prepares. They say uh, it your opens your appetite. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So it, they they add it completely. So you do the really you do the date. You do the date right? at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, but then at the end of the meal you have tea that's like heavily yeah. sweetened, and I just I grown up with dessert at the end of my oh, meal, you, you, conditioning me to kind of say I don't feel complete at the end of a meal without dessert, and now I'm un- trying to undo that because I know the practice. You don't need dessert. There is actually no real reason why you need dessert. And I can tell you right now, it's a gateway to binging and purging and beautiful butts and yeah. all of that. <laughs> right? it's, in Sri Lanka, they do the sweet thing because of all the spice. Because of all the spice. Uh, okay, so take the heat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. do you over-sweeten your tea? What? Why do you over-sweeten your tea? Because uh, that sound of the thing hitting the, the teacup is yeah. the sound of my childhood. Like you, would, do you get what I mean? I like that. it's yes. everybody would sit around, right. we'd have lunch or dinner together, and then the tea would that come out. That hasn't ended for us. And that's you stirring all the seventeen spoons of sugar yeah, into your tea. Exactly. It's cut out sugar. Yeah, sugar is the devil. Two thousand seventeen. We are no sugar. Sure, the hitting the sun. when so my dad, the Fridays. Yeah. I f- sometimes I fear going home because sometimes my dad just decides out of the blue to invite a bunch of people and mm-hmm. we gotta just hustle and get everything ready for lunch or dinner and, and it's if they come for lunch it's the worst because then it's an entire day of they're hanging out so then you bring out like little snacks like dates or chocolates or whatever and then an hour later they get up for lunch for them to get up for lunch we prepare the lunch table this is the um, the youth a, a, the youth Right. The young kids, while the old men are talking politics, economics, and life, <laughs> we have to prepare the dining table for them. Because that's, that's all you're good for. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Right? That, that's, that's what it is. And then, as they're eating, you know, you steal bites because otherwise you're walking around with the plates and you're putting food on their plates. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is that, if you were eyeing that drumstick chicken, like, you better get that quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know? Otherwise, one of these old guys... Yeah, <laughs> So then that's usually life's process. As soon as that's done, you know, you serve some juice or some water, you know, while they're kind of going around and washing their hands or whatever and just trying to sit back right after that. As soon as that's done, you bring out tea, you bring out coffee, and you bring out the desserts. Now, this is the part Mubarak hates more than anything else in the world. When he sits and he looks and he's like, oh, how many sugars would you like in your tea? And you hear the weirdest things like, oh, Three and a quarter spoons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 It's like four, four and a, a four and a pinch. Four, yeah. yeah, yo, don't do that. No, is it four? Is it five? What is, what is it? it? It's either or. <laughs> have five cups here. Yeah, yeah. Like you're yeah. not the only one drinking. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like four and two thirds and twenty five. And they're so big, nobody gives a direct answer. Yeah. And then another guy would like, you know what? As much as you'd like. What do you mean as much as I like? <laughs> I don't like any sugar. I'm just going through this thing right yeah. now where I don't want sugar yeah. at all. And then someone goes like, keep going until I tell you to stop. And then and you reach like six, seven, <laughs> like, oh, I stop? And this little cup is like white. Yeah. The whole thing is like white. And they're tiny. They're like tiny as Tikana, yeah. You know? Like, bro. Oh, man. Let me, it's, like, it's, it's, it's the same in Iraqi culture. Oh, it's the same. It's but I do, you know what? Like, that's what's interesting is that there is a hierarchy. In the f- and the women are usually and this was something I, I I hated oh I hated this 
they would sit and talk politics and I was this little the women. would like and no the men would sit my dad and his friends and they were all very uh, gregarious and and they were wonderful guys and they would sit and they would laugh like how you know how something yeah, yeah 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 like you know in North America it's funny like I I I noticed in some homes when my when I was visiting my friends their dads didn't laugh out loud like this big Arab laugh oh. do you know what I mean like the one with the slim there's a fallback and they tumble backwards yeah. like, like, it's like no nah, <laughs> I love that I love that and I always oh, wanted man. to I, and this was the weirdest thing they would sit they would talk politics they would talk about stuff I didn't understand probably talked about women and whatever Everything. but all I knew was I had to be in the kitchen making tea and I felt so left out I felt so left out. All Count I wanted to blessings. do, you know, no tease, like shut your face and make tea. But like, I wanted to be, I wanted to be a part of those conversations. I wanted to, you know, and so, and they would never let me see. It was just absolutely inappropriate for me to be, you know, sat with them. So I'd always like be sitting by the door, listening to their opinions, listening to how oh. they with each other. But one of the things I always loved the most was the way they would just laugh like just no shame at each game. other no shame in their game uh, no inhibitions no whatever yeah. we're laughing now and I think <laughs> they're the only ones when they laugh the bellies rumble the bellies rumble you know, and a, yeah yeah none like of that zero percent body fat yeah. situation oh. no no because they have sugar yeah 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 no but i think that's that's part of it is like culturally like this dessert situation harkens back to answer your question it conjures it up all these yeah. memories for me and i'm conditioned to know that it's at the end of a meal but then then you go to starbucks and they give it to you like <laughs> like with your, it, with your coffee and it's just i don't know i just feel like i need to stop that i need to find yeah. a way to you know undo that mess you know what else we had foo and then foo is now quiet <laughs> yeah. yeah so we had we like speaks to his music he does so, yeah. toothless was is in is in uh, but his music has Wow! Yeah. Look at the trajectory in a year of the the intros alone. Listen to the intro. It should exactly. Be yeah. True. I yeah. think he should switch his mixes to just intros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, the, the intros, intros are, are solid. Intros are legit, like I, the intros are legit. The the, the just the music is is so much better. And I think that watching Tooth go through all of that stuff, like go through, you know, um, really sorting through the feelings of of you know losing his job and then going getting a job and then going to Malaysia yeah. and having this whole crazy experience there. I think that's part of what makes 2017 amazing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 inspired as well. Yeah. He's got some Korean inspirations going on. Oh, yeah, Koreans. Yeah, that, that <laughs> he's barbecue. working Koreans he's got, now. He's got yeah. that Korean barbecue stees. I don't know. Over here, he didn't talk about Koreans. I've never heard it till he left. Yeah, till he left. Like, I, heard a new vibe. I heard they're great. <laughs> I heard they're great. He's about that flavor. Apparently, <laughs> uh, the food's that spicy. Kim, that kimchi flavor. <laughs> yeah, man. I think those are some of the advantages that he's not here is that we can talk. He's going to hear it. Yeah, he's going to hear it. editing the episode. <laughs> My plan for this year is just gun it. Um, balls to the wall yeah just whatever I decide I want to do um, not overthinking and just do it mm. whatever happens happens wherever the pieces fall may fall and I'll go with it again it's either going to work out great or it's going to fail and I think like everything else dust yourself off and get up and do it again until you figure it out mm. yeah so I agree that's where I'm at for this year and more jalebias for me. More jalebias. That's my vibe right now. <laughs> I think it's such a good vibe, man. I'm and so it's a, supportive. That's my first time. I've never worn one. Really? 
In your life? At all. I think you've been missing out. I, I think out. I've been waiting for this. I, I hope my <laughs> I hope my wig wearing has encouraged OT to wear it was. Libya. Really? Because that's what encouraged the diff look. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Remember we're talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. I'm like Yeah. Up until that point, I was thinking I'd just put on a suit and just do diff and then Reams talks about her wigs. I was like, you know what, let me do something as unusual dude man it's so and good to put someone else's skin on it's so good just for a bit and now it's, it's still you it's just a yeah. different you <laughs> right and now it's, it's it's becoming a thing because like yeah. omar um so to the photographer he's like yo let, let's like do different series yeah this is what i'm talking about i think that so but that's that's part of art that's part of yeah. letting art into your life and and you know being collaborative and um it says so much about where we are now this is part of, this is a part of the third culture who we are it it's does, a true reflection it. of third culture well, it, it might be it might be the fact that we finally start recognizing that we have a culture that we can effectively merge with the adopted culture absolutely yeah, you can bring and, all, and we it all like it w- that we should do it even if it might be difficult like we can figure out ways to do it and then then there's the courage of stepping out with it. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Because it is like that's the that's our traditional culture, whatever it is that we've had from way back when. And then with us, as you're saying, this adopted culture, this is the the meeting ground. Yeah. This is where they kind of come together. And, and then work being done there is work that can will will affect uh, culture as a whole. I think because yeah. uh, it can inspire art. It can inspire so many things. Yeah. I, I do, I you know, I, I guess it's funny, I think about it, and I know that we should be tempered in our approach to social media, but I think inherently we are. Um, and we you're are right. because we're on the older side of the spectrum yeah. when it comes to social. Because I was just watching, Raj, did you see his Facebook post today? There's this the one video. with Gary V, right? Not Gary V, it was this other guy, I can't remember his freaking name. Steven, Steven okay. Kusek or something like that. Kusek, whatever. He was talking about... Millennials and the dopamine, yes. the dopamine yes, kick yes, you yes, get yes, from yes, your yes. phones. I get, I, it's, I like that. And he was like, he was liking, liking he's comparing it to alcohol, alcohol and, and tobacco and tobacco, drugs. Yeah. And he's like, when you leave the house, you don't, that's dopamine. Like alcohol gives you kind of dopamine and whatever gives you dopamine. When you leave the house and you walk around with your alcohol bottle on the street, he's like, that's an alcoholic. That's an addiction problem. I see what you mean. So yeah. he's, he was comparing it like, the phone. now you're taking this phone from your house and you're walking around on the street with this thing and it's like, you're addicted to your phone. Like, I am, yeah. And he's like saying, he's not attacking that so much as he's saying, okay, these, no are, the, these are the type of people that are working in the corporate world, millennials now. He's like, that's why people are having difficult dealing with them because they're in this type of culture now. But it's interesting that he framed but, it that way. Yeah, but his... Like, I, I was on, I was on I, the fence about it. Can I complete the point? Yeah, yeah. Why that makes me nervous is because <clears throat> there's a guy, Stephen Levy or something. Is they, they, it's He has a book called uh, Art, The Habit Forming Product. Okay. So th- these guys are making these things to form habits. Mm-hmm. And I kind of resent that mm-hmm. I'm being played. You know what I mean? Like, because I'm... I, I, we're all smarter than that. You know what I mean? But we, we're kind of letting ourselves get played. And I'm... That's fine, I get it, but I'm saying how long till we get to a point where we can't go back from it, and I don't like that. Well, I think that it's one of those things where you have... Well, I'm, I'm very open to embracing new technology, 
and I don't know why I'm like that. But I am like you. You see the innovation my team does. Like we are at the forefront of content creation. We we everything from the development side all the way to actually ideation. I push them. In order to do that, you almost have to accept that you have to become addicted to it. You know, true. Um, you have to be an I, early adopter. I am an early adopter. Uh, I don't like being a beta tester, but I think that's just part and parcel of the, of the <laughs> friggin' situation. Yeah, that, that's the concern of being beta tester. Yeah, but then on the flip side of it, um, the gains that I get garner from get from having my phone and access to the internet and um, the the joy that I have from watching World Star Hip Hop. I do not <laughs> like I do not want to get rid of that yet. And I but I do digital detox. I do. So I know you guys haven't gone through it yet, but there are there will be a few weeks where I don't touch my phone, you know, um, or I do it very minimally. Um, and that's just part of learning to negotiate. When we had our food group, like where we would go and, um, you know, um, yucky titties, when we would go and like, uh, you know, uh, get together, we'd all put our phones in the middle of the table because that instigated great conversation. Um, so we are, we do put things in place, actually. I think people do. I turn my phone off before I go to bed. Me too. I, I completely turn it off. Yeah. Uh, you know, old school uh, alarm clock is where it's at. Because if you use your alarm clock, that blue light will wake you up on your phone. Well, and then the phone—it's not good to have that, like the waves of that shit while you're sleeping. Yeah. So, but <coughs> on the question of it's an addiction, yes, it is an addiction, and it's an addiction that is becoming, you know, part of our growth as a society. Some people don't know how to get around without Google Maps. Um, some people cannot remember a phone number. Whereas I can, I'll bet you if I asked you your phone number from when you were kids before you had a mobile phone, you'd still remember your house phone number. Yeah. Um, but that's just a part of a changing world. Oh, you can't remember it, Rashad? Six four seven eight four eight two five seven six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that's ingrained because you kept saying it. You well, we had gangster numbers. Anyways, <laughs> what I'm what I'm saying is that it's an addiction. I know, but unfortunate, not fortunately and unfortunately, it's given us so much access to a world of information but it's and information, I'm it's, information. A, it's an information you can get from your desktop yes but then I'd be glued to my desktop I like having uh, access to um, when something funny happens I like taking pictures of it and sharing it not with the world necessarily but with well, my well, friends no true but like I like having that what if, accessibility what, what if this was I get the you're, you're talking about I'm I'm thankful for the phone because of the functionality of the phone. That's very true, right? So Google Maps and all like the tools that are in it that allow you to do your work better, it's all there. But there's a lot of unnecessary on the phone as well. Of course. Right? Um, like yeah. distractions and things, right? Well, yeah. Well, inherently, you your, face, your Facebook app is a distraction. Yeah, it's a phone. And if by the way, your Messenger app is... Yeah, the, and the privacy laws around the Messenger app are, like, very suspicious. What like, privacy laws? Um, if your microphone... Is it the Messenger app or the Facebook app itself? Specifically the Messenger app, because it's the one that you... you Because of the new... This, there's a whole forum on this, and actually... this Yeah, is, yeah, it's a... You, a uh, when you activate... you allow it access to your microphone, and I was telling OT... Uh, the search terms that I've seen on Facebook are some search terms that I've never searched for before but had conversations about. Um, and the privacy issues are something that we as a society are dealing with right now because we don't know, there's no precedent for a lot of them. 
Um, but I think that's just part and parcel of growth, and I, I embrace it. I do. you got to take the good with the bad. Yeah, and I, I do take the good. I take the good quite a bit. And I'm also, but I'm also quite disciplined and not sh fucking dessert withstanding. I, you know, <laughs> I, um, I'm pretty disciplined, so I could, I could turn off my phone, and it takes me two or three days to adjust, but I can do it, you know. But that's what I'm trying to say. It's, it's, um... When it comes to these things, when it comes to tech and when it comes to sharing, it's it is it, it comes with the it, it came with the time, right? So we're at that age group right now where are where one, yes, you gotta take the good with the bad. Two, the shareability, if you look at the main reason to it, is now I do not have to send you a letter and wait for a few weeks for you to find out about what happened in my life. Right? Yeah, but we Which, passed that long time yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, we passed that, right? But then we... But now we... I was about it the other day with Reem. I'm like, I grew up at a time where a girl I was dating in high school, I'd tell her, okay, listen, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to call you at 8 p.m., mm -hmm. be next to the phone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't have a mobile phone. The house phone at 8 p.m. <laughs> and, you'd, and you'd sit in front of the phone at 7.45, yeah. 15 to 8, and you'd count every minute waiting for that call. 7.59, with 59 seconds, the moment it hits 8, you're already dialing the number. So cute. You're hoping <laughs> and you're praying your mom's not on the phone with one of her friends. Mm. You're hoping nobody needs the phone. Mm -hmm. And then when you call, you hope nobody else picks up, like her brother, her mom, mm -hmm. or her dad. She picks up the phone. So she cute. doesn't, somebody else picks up, you should. Right? See, that's true love. So then... <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what this text message steez is we're on right now. Right? But that that, was, that's true love. Like there was, there was a, a struggle for that. There was a struggle for that. I'm on a phone call. It's a bit of a Romeo Juliet type yeah. tension. Very Capulet and Montague. And, it's, and, and it, it, considered, it considered other people's time as well. Yeah. Like it was very, yeah, nowadays, I'll catch you later. All right, peace. Yeah, things were hanging in the balance in yeah, that yeah, phone. Yeah, 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 you know, you got to make sure. That phone line? Already seeing them from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. and you know, but still, like you know, it was a bit more innocent days. But the thing was that, for example, up in like that was it. That was just that phone call, right? At that time, if I wanted to know what's happening with family back home or anywhere else in the world, it was still going to be that same process. It was still that same phone call, right? Emails is what mid 90s that I at least got familiar with what is an email and sending an email, right? But till that point, that was in there. I couldn't upload a video in an email, right? Mm. I couldn't put up a photo in an email. So we were still, the shareability and communication was still difficult, right? It's still slow. Now, because it's so quick, there's a sense of addiction to it because you want to share so much. You want to tell people about what's going on in your life. You want them to know. Um, with family, you, you would share certain things. With friends, you'd share something else. You know, with their significant other, you'd share something else. But, you, you know, you, there's things you want to share. You get excited. You want people to hear about it, and you want to know their stories. It's the storytelling. It's just now I managed to take it from us having to sit necessarily in front of a Dukkan, and now I can do it online. The same thing with our Dukkan. Because then, why are we sharing this conversation with the world? I used to program when I was a kid, you know that? Oh, you did? Yeah. I'm I didn't a, know that. <clears throat> I used to program for fun, like uh, Cubase, DBase, the old languages. Wow. Yeah. Not Cubase, uh, Cubasic. <clears throat> I used to program for fun, and I used to take, like, computer classes on the side and everything. 
and even my degree was in internet science you know but um i was never like um early adopter of technology well but it's funny just cuz like i i come from that sort of background but at the same time i hold certain views well i think it. i think that you know the a part of it as well is that i don't see it as the end all i think it's a, i think the internet is a human right to be honest with you i believe everybody should have access to the internet well access to information yes i think that's a human right personally but obviously that's a very contestable idea but i i do believe that yeah because what do you define as information no not only that the right to state your case to state your piece to the world so when turkey when there were issues in turkey they shut down twitter because that's where the like true reports were coming from i think freedom of speech is inherently tied to the internet for right, me right right um but then also it's it's almost like the wild wild west right now we're all trying to navigate it it but, is you know new year new us new, new, new ot yeah. <laughs> you know i'm um, doing new year resolutions yeah are you doing uh, what you said you don't do them no i don't are you going to do one for us no damn it <laughs> i just said like as i said it just happened to be new years but i read like that that's what all those non resolutioners say they're like oh you know i don't do new years resolutions i don't do resolutions <laughs> either man i'm just saying like when because that next year this is what we're going to focus on i think it's a life plan yeah i think it's more of a yeah. life plan um but i also think as well new year new years to come is it yeah but i do i do i look forward to it I, yeah. and i really really want to see where it's all going it's like yeah. uh, right now is that moment where you know you stretch before a workout that's 2017 son i don't like, stretch you know, before a workout i got my stretches in dog like let's right. do it go i got it cold yeah <laughs> my stretches in and uh Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. This year we play. Cool. So, yeah, Nintendo's playball. Yeah, and I want to I is playball exactly. I want to I want to visit uh, Tuf in Malaysia. That's what yeah, I want to do first. Yeah, for real, yeah. You know. 2017. I don't know if you have time for us. What do you mean? With all the chicks banging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't censor that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that frosty that, that, that in. Keep that, that in. Keep that one in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, like, so that's There was no swearing. There was nothing. He yeah. has to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> And there's three versus one. Exactly. <laughs> the vote, yeah. Right? I think yeah. now he's, like, we should go when his mom is there. Oh, my then God. Because then he has time for us. Ah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Family, then, family it, man, yeah. no? But then when his mom is back here, uh, his house is busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the socks on the door. <laughs> I think, no, but what I do think is that I want to go see Malaysia because... He, the Tuf, you don't share anything. I don't know what your world looks like there. Like I only saw I this bow tie DJ game. I saw your yeah. bow tie. Like, legit. Yeah. <laughs> For someone who <laughs> doesn't dress up. By the way. Remember? He was anti-fashion. Sure, anti-fashion. And now he he's got a thing going on. Faraz is, uh, you gotta know this guy. This guy is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> before his perfume, he puts a body lotion shower thing. It's like he has a pre-smell before this smell. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? I've seen this guy, man. That's refined. It, yeah. That's refined. That's a fine gentleman. Yeah, I learned that from Emiratis. Sure. You do a base of oud. Yeah. Then you put Emiratis, they tell you. Oud first. Then French cologne. Then French cologne. <laughs> so, French you know, cologne. You go get like these little oils. Oh, the oil. You know, yeah. And it sticks onto the oil. And then it sticks on. And then when you get it, after you reach your destination, you can spray your yuba bottle. Because the perfume's in the car. Yeah. Yeah. And I put on the hands. Oh, yes. Yes.
and make sure you can't see them. You have now, like, oh, you know. What's up world? Welcome to your tribe. Happy New Year's to everyone. This is your main man, Faraz Ibrahim, delivering this tasty sound in the background. Straight from KL, Malaysia. Shout out to all the people showing us love and being part of the movement. Of course, this is the first episode of 2017. I hope you had a great year. This is one of the best years of my life. Anyways, get in touch via all the social media platforms at Dukan Show. As for myself, I keep it simple. Hit me up at Faraz-Ibrahim on SoundCloud or Toothless at Dukanshow.com. Peace and love. Bless. Flirting with temptation. Falling helplessly. There's just one solution To this mystery
Open up the time, fantasy taste. Stroke her ego slow till her vanity quake. Satin hair, silk skin, wet panties and lace. Love, fell the love, the thrill of the chase. Blood love in the highway, spinning in place. My hands are sex pistols strapped to her waist. Strange fruit and lip gloss, trying to savor the taste. We can both play games, exchange fake names. Paint pictures of lust using both our frames. Remain unaware of the spell you under. Prisoner of love, we're giving my cell number. High off love, blessing your joints. Kissing, telling the tale of our sex exploits. Yo, relationships ain't out to sea. Now you floating on driftwood behind all your means.
Today, 
Break yo arguing, put your feet on my shit, balling me. Tears in my eyes, you dead wrong part me. Faith, the magical word, crack a few nerves, yo. She had integrity, expecting me to swerve, but I didn't. Stood right there, I know my limits, know my ground, know my surroundings, knowing that I'm finished. Damn, another one lost, one more divorce, she gon' break me. It's tax time now, that's like extortion. Why me to fly some ball and keep it high This is a black man's diary. Why me, queen? Tell me what you say now. Tell me what you say, come again If you cannot stay down Then you do not have to pretend Like there is no way out I should've never let you in Cause you got me face down And don't take this personal But you're the worst, you know what you've done to me And although it hurts, I know
think I know what this is, just the time's wrong Yeah, I know what you did, but baby, I'm wrong And my love is patient and kind of shit This is where we could build through different types of shit You was really the realest, wouldn't be fighting it I think your pride is chess, I think your pride is chess ماشي مثل فتة قول نعيست نام كيف بيت زيت عيب عيني عينك حاسي بيك زمن كفن تحت التربة اليوم اللي ما صليت دنيا بقت بنيا كفك لفك انتهيت قالوا سحروه قاموا هملوه سيك سيك علق فيك لما انحبسوه الباب فاتح انت كاسي حمك خمس سنين عمك جنبك بمبر تمبل يا اخي زول مسكين كرو كرو مين توشك جاي داخل مادي بوزو دارا كوسو لاقي زولي شاكي سيبو سيبو يا اخي انا ومالي ومالي جيب الضحاكات اقوم اشتري راسي جيبك قادي سادي مشوارك داير قروش تبدا من الصفر مويه دم بالموس علاقتك سمحه كويسه كوس السمحه كويسه مره تجيبك جنه تسمع كلمه طيبه براحتك مامون بقعوي الليلة يومك ضلم هاك مصداري كان تدري الأدب تتعلم كان توزن كلامك قبال تنط تتكلم هاك شوف اللي بخليك كالحريم تتبلم بلم 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 ب